What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash enterprise data to learn more. Johnny Depp has earned hundreds of millions of dollars over his career as a top movie star and one of Hollywood's best-paid actors. His most famous role, the seemingly always drunk Captain Jack Sparrow in the Pirates of the Caribbean that carried the Disney franchise through five movies. That's the one. The 54-year-old actor owns a 45-acre chateau in the south of France, a chain of islands in the Bahamas, a 150-foot luxury yacht, artworks by Andy Warhol and Gustav Klimt. The list goes on and on, adding up to a $2 million a month lifestyle and financial trouble for debt. He sued his former business manager for $25 million for negligence and mismanagement in January. It's a contentious legal battle with a preliminary skirmish on Monday in a Los Angeles court. Joining me is Devin McRae. He's a partner at Early Sullivan Wright, Geyser and McRae. Devin, these managers, appropriately called the management group, represented Depp for 17 years. Describe the basics of his complaint against them. Well, you know, the, the basics of the complaint are, are that they uh, mismanaged his money, uh, engaged him in conflicted transactions, uh, spent his money without authorization or disclosure. And a, a lot of that is disputed by the management company, for sure. Um, but clearly what's going on in these pleadings is each side is trying to publicly malign the other. Well, as far as a business manager, you know this area, is it a, a business manager's responsibility to make sure that a star lives within his means? Well, think about it this way. You, you, you hire a business manager to maximize your wealth. Uh, they're not just a mailbox. They don't just pay your bills when you direct them to do so. Um, they don't control how much money you, you make from your professional services. And it's mostly professional entertainers and athletes that engage business managers. And so they don't procure that work for you. So their job is to take that income and maximize your wealth. Uh, and so as far as maximizing wealth, there's only really two aspects to that, taking your capital and investing it and making it return more capital. And also on the other side is necessarily controlling some spending. Um, and if the client is spending out of control, uh, then the business manager has, something, has got to do something about it. And what are the business manager's claims in defense and also against Depp? <laughs> well, I, I just read the uh, operative answer, and, you know, the, the first hundred paragraphs or so are, are really uh, lengthy allegations regarding evidence that aren't really even necessary for that type of pleading. So it, it, it's quite clear that the initial strategy is like, we're, we're going to show Depp how painful this litigation is going to be. There's probably some retaliation because Depp went into some details about what they did. So right now it is a public image fight because a lot of these allegations just don't 
uh, need to be in the complaint and some would say are, 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 are not properly in the complaint or the cross-complaint and or answer. How, how much trouble is he in? Can you tell from that the complaint? Uh, no, I, I can't tell from the complaint how much trouble he's in and, and who's really telling the truth about what. Uh, you know, the answer in the First Amendment cross-complaint had the benefit of, of citing some discovery, and it, and it sounds like some of the allegations, uh, based on the pleadings, uh, that uh, some of Depp's allegations might be falsifiable. You know, for instance, they, they, they say in their uh, answer that, you know, with respect to the conflicted transactions that he, he cashed out at a profit and anything he's still in is, is, is profitable. There's some kind of dispute about whether the wine was an investment or whether it was consumed. Um, and so they're, they're saying it was consumed. Th- those are the types of things that will, uh, y- you know, be at issue. But ultimately, the, the tact of kind of saying uh, we couldn't, you know, it's his fault because he didn't handle his spending you also have a business manager that's privy to private financial information. They become very close to their clients. It's almost like a lawyer. And it seems somewhat unseemly to kind of really be turning everything on him and say, okay, we're going to embarrass you with all of the money you spent. And what, what they don't really challenge, at least I, I didn't see it based on my skimming of the, of the pleading, is they, they don't challenge that they got $28 million from debt. Yeah. And that's a lot of money. And so they delimit all of Depp's expenditures, and then they spend, you know, two and a half pages on saying why Depp is a liar with respect to things that don't even relate to this lawsuit. They go into his marriage with Amber Heard. Uh, but what they don't do is they don't say all of the things that they did do to earn that $28 million. Now, um, on, oh, Monday, um, on Monday, the judge said it doesn't matter that Depp spent an outrageous to many $2 million a month on the maintenance of his estate and his lifestyle. Is that a big win for Depp? Uh, no, I don't, I don't think it's a, a, a really a, a big win. It, it was, I think it was more of a discrete issue of whether that allegation was relevant to claims of offset with respect to their cross-complaint for uh, unpaid fees post-termination. So both sides claim victory on Monday. Which As side you'd do expect. You... <laughs> <laughs> Which side do you think won? Well, I think it depends on, you know, the public's reaction to this, really, because as far as the case itself um, and, you know, who's going to be successful at trial if this case ever goes to trial, which I'd say overwhelmingly that it will not, uh, the question might really be who, who, who took the biggest hit in a, public, in a public image perspective and who's going to have better settlement leverage based on, uh, the notion that, you know, lo- the longer this case goes on, the more painful it's going to be for the other side. It, this is kind of one of those instances where it appears to be mutually assured destruction because it's embarrassing for Depp to have all of these details revealed. And most of the public can't get past the fact that the guy was spending $30,000 on wine a month or whatever it was. And so, you know, that alone, people start judging him. On the other hand, you have a business management firm that relies on trust and confidence and, you know, some of its clients might be saying, geez, you know, they're really going after Depp here. Uh, what if I get in a dispute with them? What if they start airing all my dirty laundry in this way? This is a very aggressive approach they've taken, and I'm not sure it's a great one. And, and it all kind of came to a head, you know, it sounds like because of this loan they gave him. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a question. So they say it was his fault uh, that he spent so much. Um, 
why why would they give him a five million dollar loan? And in the in their pleading, they say that was to help him avoid a, a public embarrassment. And of course, they're trying to bring that on him right now, times ten. This uh, but this it just all. Seems like a, this all sounds like a Hollywood movie now. We're starting to get into, into script territory. So, um, but you, you're final in about 15 seconds. You think this is going to be a settlement, not a trial? Yeah, maybe, maybe not for a while, but I think it's going to settle, and it will settle confidentially. Oh, that's too bad. We want to know the details there. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us here on Bloomberg Law. That's Devin McRae. He's a partner at Early Sullivan Wright, Geyser, and McRae. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.